Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bruce Gritkowski joins us now. Hey, Bruce, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Bruce, what's up? Man, guys, I love your hype song. You could add <laughs> Taz, Moose, and the Bruce in there as well. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Uh, very, very nice. Good. <laughs> um, good. Uh, a lot to get into with you, with you, Bruce. Uh, let's start here. You know, a place that a place that that you played uh, down in Tampa. Uh, growing concern that Winston is what he is, an error-prone quarterback. He's going to throw interceptions. We saw that week one against the San Francisco 49ers. Arian's now a new head coach to kind of try and revitalize his young career. What's your take on what Jameis Winston is, and do you think he could turn his career around and some of that conjecture about what and speculation about what's going on right now? Well, Jameis Winston is that guy that, that has a high ceiling. You know, you, you can expect him to have a monster year at times. And then, yes, you have concerns that he's not going to protect the football like we saw the other day. But, you know, I still think there's hope over there. I think there's hope with Jameis Winston. I think Bruce Arians is the guy with his new OC, uh, Byron Leftwich. You know, Leftwich played the game. He understands what quarterbacks go through. You know, he was a top-round draft pick as well, so he could get through to Winston. So if there's anyone to get through to those, to, to Winston, it's those guys. And, you know, the other day was tough. It was a tough opening day. I think, you know, we see the stat line and Winston's turnovers and all that, but what you don't see, too, is the, the Sherman interception, the pick six, the running back goes a little too deep, you know, and it was just kind of a miscommunication there. I don't put that on Winston. So, there's things like that just offensively as a whole they have to clean up. You know, but I wouldn't throw in the towel yet, you know, and, I, and I'm just trying to be positive for the young man that I think he could turn around. Yes, I think he has a lot of upside, but he has to learn to protect that football. Um, they had opportunities to, to get back in that football game, and they just didn't take advantage of it. Uh, you know, you know, Bruce. Speaking of panic level, and uh, you know, throwing a towel, I should say, in panic level. You know, how about with the Browns? You know, after Week One, that dud uh, and getting whooped uh, by the Titans. Uh, which is your panic level high uh, for Baker and company, and, and and Coach Kitchens? What's your thoughts on the Browns? Well, I just think you know that's probably the best thing that could have happened to them. You know, get them back to level ground now, just humble them a little bit. And I think Baker Mayfield even said that. Um, but, you know, that happens a lot to young guys. I mean, you saw it in, I saw it in the college level after opening weekend. Trevor Lawrence trying to do too much. Mm, yeah. Baker Mayfield trying to do too much, thinking you have to do more than you did the previous year. And a lot of times it doesn't come down to that. It comes down to just executing the offense, taking what's called, and your big plays always come to you, especially guys that have – unbelievable ability like a Baker Mayfield and a Trevor Lawrence. You know, go through your progressions. Take the easy completions. You know, even if the defense is taking all your big throws away, let the offense get in a little rhythm and then things will come to you. But I just think as a whole, Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield couldn't get into rhythm. I think Tennessee did an outstanding job just switching coverages up on them and giving him different looks. 
Uh, but that's what I said coming into the year. It's, it's not about – it's not always about talent and X's and O's. It's about how do you manage your players and get the best out of them. And that's what I'm interested to see this year for Freddie Kitchens is how can he handle some of this adversity now – uh, that's going to be the big point for the Browns' season. You know, Bruce, when their next opponent is the Jets, and besides their field goal kicker, the offense against – and that's a good Bills defense – was downright terrible. They bring in Gase from Miami after he got fired down there. We know his work historically with Peyton, but he was kind of going to be a guy that's kind of rejuvenate this offense and get the best out of Sam Darnold going into year two. Uh, what about the concern level? Do you like the messaging from Gaze, kind of putting it all on of his players after that loss? Number two is, uh, do you think this Jet offense can, or do you think Gaze is up to the task of, of, of making this a more dynamic offense with the young signal caller? You know, I'm a huge fan of Sam Darnold. I think he has that ability that separates him as a quarterback to be one of the top guys. Um, because he has that poised composure in the pocket, he can buy some extra time. He's almost like a point guard at times, attacking the line of scrimmage, but boom, he dishes it away, finds his receiver. And I think they have the weapons, you know, the way they utilize Crowder inside and um, uh, Le'Veon Bell in the, in the pass game. I like that. Uh, so I think there's a lot for this offense. And this game's going to be interesting, too, because, look, Greg Williams is coming back. You know he, he's got some harsh feelings right now to the Browns because he won that head coaching job, now the defensive coordinator with the Jets. So that's going to be fun to keep an eye on. And both teams coming off tough losses. You know, the Jets were up, what, 16 or right. uh, yep. so, you know, on the Bills, and then they let the Bills come back. So that's a tough, disappointing loss for the Jets, and the Browns are going through the same thing. So – Something's got to give, and that's going to be a fun game to watch this weekend. Well, staying consistent with the theme of teams losing, uh, Bruce. Um, <laughs> so the Steelers, right? <laughs> Steelers got whooped, as you know, by the Pats. And um, you're concerned? Are you concerned, I should say, for the Steelers' offense? I mean, Big Ben was 27 to 47, 276 yards, uh, one interception and stuff. He looked. I, I was saying the moves, man. I felt like he, you know, he's never been fleet-footed, never been a, never been quick in the pocket or out of the pocket. But he really looked sluggish, like physically just looked slower and old. I, I don't want to be rude against the guy and disrespect him. He's had a great career. But are you concerned for the Steelers' offense, or you feel like this, maybe they just ran into just this great team called the Patriots, which Belichick had this insane defensive scheme? Well, I mean, you bring up a great point. I think it was the energy level. I think it was the energy level overall with that offense. They couldn't get things going. I mean, you have to look at the Patriots, man. When you play in Foxborough, it's a tough place to play. And the way the Patriots have played their last two outings against, um, you know, Sean McVay and the Rams and Big Ben and the Steelers, I mean, they, what, they held both teams to three points. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. So that's a good defense, a good secondary. You know, but in Pittsburgh, look, that's why Antonio Brown gets more opportunities. The guy is talented, and he's a, he's a game-breaker if you get the ball in his hands. So – they're going to miss that this year, and they have to find someone else to step up besides Juju Smith. You know, Dante Moncrief dropped a few balls the other night. They couldn't get into a little flow or rhythm or get something going early. Vance McDonald, you have to utilize him more. And I want to see Big Ben on their center. I want to see some of the play-action game. I know he's pops, probably not a big fan of the play-action, but, man, with, with your running backs, with that offensive line more importantly – you have to run the football, and off that, you have to play action. That's when you get your chunk plays. So I want to see more from that offense. 
this season because, yeah, like you said, there wasn't energy, and I didn't feel it either as I watched them. You know, uh, Bruce, out to out to Kansas City and the the Chiefs and what they were able to do. Obviously, Hill now banged up, but what we saw from Sammy Watkins week one against Jacksonville, can that continue? LaShawn McCoy looked like he was the best guy running that football in the league at acquisition after he was cut by the Buffalo Bills. But what about this Chief team this year seeming to be or wanting to be on a mission to finish the job, the team that uh, fell last year in the AFC title game? Wow, well, they, they got out to a great start, you know, and, and LaShawn McCoy and Andy Reid go back, so he, he knows that offense. He knows what Andy Reid's asking for. And then you have the best quarterback in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. So, Sammy Watkins, I, you know, watching the guy the other night on film, explosive, quick, making plays. I mean, they have talent all across the board there. You know, and I thought it was funny, too, as I, I break all these teams down and quarterbacks, after the uh, long Sunday night into Monday morning, you know, I laughed at Patrick Mahomes trying to no-look pass and miss Travis Kelsey wide up in the end zone. And they say, you know, it's all over, you know, ESPN and stuff. But, you know, those are the things, too. And I know the game was, you know, getting out of reach and they were playing well and he's having fun. That's the thing I love about Mahomes. He has fun and he does a good job while he's doing it. And it's just backyard football to him. And, but the thing is, too, just like we're talking about Mayfield and Trevor Lawrence at the college level, take what the defense gives you. Run your offense. Continue to execute. Don't try to do too much. If Patrick Mahomes can stay that route with Andy Reid, the great coach that he is, and keep him really focused in and dialed in, he'll continue to have a lot of success, and especially this year. I don't think the guy's up for like a 50-touchdown year again. But I still think he's going to break the bar and, and set the new standard for the quarterback position and throw over 40. So the guy is just awesome to, to watch week in and week out because he's such a playmaker. You know, you know, Bruce, uh, you, you played uh, you played for Gruden, okay? You know, uh, Gruden now in Oakland, as everybody knows, and, and they beat the Broncos, uh, you know, in, in the opener 24-16. to 16, and, and, and Fangio, just the head coach of the Broncos, which is great success as – as a DC, you know, for the Browns and just in football for all these all these years, for 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 Gruden and Carr, Carr to go twenty two and twenty six, uh, twenty two of twenty six, two hundred fifty nine yards. It is. Uh, talk about that, man. Your thoughts on what Gruden uh, is getting done, or maybe potentially could get done in Oakland, even though Brown is gone, Antonio Brown. I mean, I mean, they look pretty, they look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, guys, absolutely. I was I was excited. And I was happy for the Raiders and Coach Gruden. You know, I played for him. He drafted me in 06 to Tampa Bay in the sixth round. And, you know, I played for the Raiders. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And and I guess that doesn't stand for A.B., though, right? Because he actually didn't play again. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Got five kids. But I was was excited, man. Derek Carr, he played lights out. And and our pro football focus grading, we had him at four big-time throws. And he was magnificent inside the red zone, the red zone fringe. Um, dropping some dimes and, you know, just playing efficient and, and making those big throws when they're there. I love seeing that. Tyrell Williams came on. He was a great acquisition from the Chargers. I, I think he's a, a great player. Their tight end played well. So they have weapons offensively. They're young running back. I was happy to see them get a win at home just for the yep. fan base, for Gruden and, and what they've been through so far during camp. Um, but, that's a good football team, but I think it's going to depend. If we could see that Derek Carr week in and week out, 
they're going to be competitive every week. And it was good to see them start out that way. Like you talked about Vic Fangio, I'm a huge fan. Thought that I think Denver's going to be good this year. I like them picking up Flacco. But, man, the Raiders just outplayed them. And Denver never really could get anything going in the red zone. And when you settle for field goals, then you're not, you're not going to win a lot of football games. No, you're not going to do that. Bruce, you, know, you mentioned in terms of, you know, it's good to see Gruden back in the NFL. He, he brought you into the NFL, drafting in the sixth round. You know, do, when you when you think back to your days playing for John Gruden, what's the, you know, is there a story or is there a thing that pops to mind? I mean, he's a crazy, wacky guy. He loves football. Let's oh, eat God, some breeze it. Bruce. Yeah. But is there anything that kind well, of pops to mind? Oh, absolutely. You know, we would watch film from 8 in the morning to like 5 at night every day in the offseason. Oh, and God. it was nonstop. And it was just like that quarterback school he had on ESPN. And it was He's so entertaining. He's a great coach and teacher. But I would stay up to like 2 in the morning trying to memorize these plays during training camp because I didn't want to get in the huddle with Derek, or with uh, Mike Allside, Joey Galloway, Anthony Beck, and stumble over my words. And, and the play calls, the one that kept me up at night that I would never forget this play call is Indy right 10, X short, fake 96 power king, naked left X slide. Wow. You nailed it, my friend. <laughs> there you go. Wow, look at that. <laughs> now, hey, listen. Hey, Bruce, you well, could have just made it up. We wouldn't yeah, know. We would have no idea. <laughs> so that was – so okay, so you, so you wanted to make sure you had all the plays memorized Jeez. because you, you wanted to make sure you could break the huddle properly, right? Oh, absolutely. The one time I, I did I called a play backward, I had <laughs> Mike Allstock grab my face mask and cuss me out and say, which one is it? Get it right, young Brooks. So – after that moment, I wasn't going to get any more wrong. And the, the funny thing, too, my year I got drafted, I was a six-round draft pick, uh, and we had two first-round offensive linemen, Jeremy uh, Trueblood and Davin Joseph. Davin Joseph was our first-rounder. Jeremy Trueblood, uh, tackle out of Boston College, was our second um, pick in the second round. So we go to rookie dinner during training camp. And this is when the rookies have to pay, you know. So we're out with Chris Sims, the offensive line, the quarterbacks, and the bill comes at the end of the night. And we're at Morton Steakhouse. Mm. And, you know, of course, all these guys are ordering up bottles of stuff. Oh, my God. Everything on the menu. <laughs> the bill comes $33,000. Oh, jeez. God. <laughs> and, how and, many, and Bruce, it. how many rookies are splitting that? <laughs> Not enough. Three guys. Oh, Three guys. God. Oh, my God. I'm like, guys, I was a six-round draft pick. I didn't get much of a signing bonus. And uh, David Joseph and Cher- Jeremy Trueblood, the the first, second-round pick, they they basically split the bill, to, bill. And I took, I threw in a couple grand. You know, I pulled my weight a little bit. But I was like, man, I got so nervous that once I saw that bill. But the the big guys, the big linemen up front, took care of it. I can't even imagine. Sometimes you go to CVS and the ticket, uh, the receipt is long. I can't CVS. even imagine what a, what the receipt looks like if the bill's $33,000. Yeah, I think they were probably all ordering uh, a little lobster tail and a little filet. Yeah. That's probably what's going on there. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Bruce, a final one for you is, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier, concern level uh, of teams, and, and sometimes people get crazy after the opening week. It's a long NFL regular season. Which team that that played poorly week one are you most concerned about? Man, that, that that's a good question. You know, it, when you look around the league, um, there's a lot of ups and downs, especially earlier. Uh, you know, 
I'm concerned with the Steelers. You know, I think it's still early. They're never, they've never been a team that start off on fire anyways to begin with. But I want to see more from that offense. And that has me a little concerned. And I want to see them bounce back and get things rolling. I have confidence they will. But I am a little concerned. I'm tied close to, to that organization because I played there. So emotionally, I want to see them do well. But I also want to see more from that offense and the playmakers around them. Bruce Gronkowski, Pro Football Focus Series, XM NFL analyst. Check him out there. Former NFL quarterback, long time in the NFL. Number of teams he played for and played well. Hey, Bruce, we appreciate the time this morning. Always do. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, all right? Bruce, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.